0: It's a hot one. Uh, how's it going, Matt? Uh, good. Loving the heat. Well, I'm inside with the air, so. Yeah, I'm loving the heat.
1: Um, this is your host, Freddie Revis. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is the Confederacy of Dunks basketball, basketball podcast. podcast. Um, <coughs> uh, yeah, as I said, I am the host, Freddie Revis. And, uh, I'm the producer, Matt Duncan. That's right. And And Matt, if people want to find this pod, if they want to listen to it, if they want to share it, You know, if they're going to the cottage and they want to listen to the weather chasing (laughs) fish, you know what I mean? Or whatever.
0: You want to listen to it on the boat. Sure. Yeah. Um, Where can they find it? You can uh, go to iTunes or Mm -hmm. Stitcher or Player FM. Lots of great podcatchers. Whatever one's your favorite, download it. You can go to dunkspodcast.com. We've got everything there. All the links and fun to Instagram and Twitter. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. And I think we're starting to dominate YouTube. Yeah, we're um, huge on YouTube. We're stuck at 19 subscribers, but uh, the money is piling in, so it doesn't good. really matter. It's it's actually sick that the monetization starts that low, that low, yeah. And yeah, crazy. Just, just keeps coming. We both um, quit our day jobs, and that's pretty much what we do. Cool. Now. No worries. Uh,
1: that's not true. Help us in any way. Help uh, us in any way. We're yeah, trapped. Feel okay? free to subscribe. <laughs> um, okay, but uh, let's uh, let's get talking basketball and let's, let's bring these uh, let's bring these guests on. Sure. Um, first guest, uh, I think I just. Heard something in his house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last name pronounced Beer. Yeah. Uh, he's an actor, right, yeah. a comedian, a writer. He's awesome. We were playing basketball together last night. Uh, give it up mm-hmm. at home for Paul Beer.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: what, what what you guys heard was my, my, my two-year-old son, Henry, and he is um, watching Muppets take Manhattan. So you may hear... <laughs> So, uh, Miss Piggy I think nice. you may hear um, Kermit Right now Kermit is is gazing over the Manhattan skyline uh, determined to uh get the gang back together to, um, uh, to put a show
0: on. That's hilarious because I was just at an audition with Paul and his son was there and he looked to me <laughs> and said, he's watching Muppets in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> check this out. I was <laughs> at an audition with Paul
1: mm-hmm. at 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Muppets again? Not Muppets. Oh. I believe Henry was watching um, all, he, he just turned to me and said the alphabet.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. so,
1: um,
0: yeah, I don't know what alphas. that was. Just, just a cool youtube <laughs> yeah. video i'm sure yeah
1: so so paul's know, really paul's really getting a lot, of, a lot done with his son today
2: yeah a lot of screen time a lot of screen
1: time
2: <laughs> um <laughs> cool it's well, good for them right
1: yeah yeah it's good it's good like i think like the best way to you know like raise a good kid is like when you're on the ttc just give him like a tablet and like for sure you know, they can go yeah. to, like you know
2: two tablets if, if possible yeah for sure um yeah. well yeah thanks for being on buddy Oh my, my my absolute pleasure. Uh, Just one quick note about last night: we played basketball uh, together, uh, Freddie and I, and I played um, abominably. Um, I had taken a few weeks off, um, uh, and so I was a little bit rusty. But uh, but I'm you know I'm 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 looking I'm looking forward to getting back into playing back into shape.
1: I will not confirm nor (laughs) deny. You can um,
2: absolutely, you can absolutely confirm that
1: Paul was rusty. Um, no, Paul. Paul's big, <laughs> yeah. uh, and he was banging around, intimidating folks.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, he yeah. broke,
1: he broke a window
0: like a young Ron Artest. Yeah,
2: it was nasty. <laughs> um, not so young, not so young, not so young. <laughs> 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 I'm probably, I'm probably only a couple of years younger than Ron
0: Artest. Uh, <laughs>
1: that's true. <laughs> let's, uh, let's let's bring on guest number two, shall we? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, I've known him forever. He's a, he's a hilarious comedian. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sketch comedian, writer Uh, Currently he's uh, producing uh, For Sportsnet, Jay and Dan (laughs) Give it up at home For Brendan Halloran Oh (laughs) You each get a song And (laughs) yours is Skrillex?
3: Mine mine took me very much by surprise Uh, It was not as as talk showy As Paul's was Um Uh, Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. Um, okay. I thought I was going to mess up that intro so hard. I mean, you last. did mess it up. I did. But okay. Yeah. How did I mess it up? We're not, uh, Jane Dan, we're not on Sportsnet. We are on. Oh, oh,
0: oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm, I'm I, terrible.
2: I wasn't, sure if you, I wasn't sure if you guys did corrections at the end. No, oh. no, no.
1: There's no corrections at all. It's basically just a shame parade for me. Wow. Uh, maybe my biggest one, uh, besides, besides Derek, uh, last week was, uh, Graham mm. K. I said, he was on. What did I say?
0: Was it the Colbert Report? uh Yeah, yeah. You said <laughs> he, was he was on the. Co- yeah, he said he was on the Colbert Report, and he was on Conan. Yeah, and he's like, Colbert oh, Report man! doesn't even have comedians on it. Yeah, they don't <laughs> do standups. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 I gotta write this shit down yeah. for you. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write Maybe it.
3: Maybe that's my no, job. I'm, Is
0: that my job that to write this? Step it
3: up, fuck man. Okay. Uh, we have a segment on Jay and Dan called <laughs> you blew it. It's at the end of the show where basically we talk about all of the mistakes that were made during the show. You guys could <laughs> steal that idea. Essentially. Honestly, yeah. we're down. Go like, <laughs> me and Matt are down to steal some ideas. Yeah. So like, um,
1: Oh God. Uh, okay. Let's, let's get rolling here. Um, Matt, is there, is there anything you want to, you want to bust out on me before we start talking Raptors? Uh,
0: no, no. Oh, no, no surprises. This oh week. no, yeah, no. That's okay.
2: Okay, guys, this is guys, a calm week. I, I have, I have breaking news. Actually, <gasps> oh, it, 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 it breaking. This is I, I can't believe you, you haven't jumped on this.
0: Oh my God, is there breaking news? No, what is it?
2: Breaking, breaking NBA news. NBA, or sorry, not NBA, Space Jam Two has a new director. Oh, Did you hear about this? This, this, this just this dropped today.
1: Who's the director?
2: Um, Malcolm D. Lee. <laughs> is taking over for Terrence Nance, Malcolm D. Lee, who directed A Girl's Trip at Night School. Hmm.
3: Huge. Wow.
0: <laughs> Big gig. Yeah. Big gig for Mike.
1: Um,
3: but so, you no, know, so weird for LeBron to replace a coach, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so true.
1: Um, yeah. Well, Paul, thanks for the breaking news. Um, everyone was coming up, here I'm for that. I'm happy
2: to help. Happy to help.
1: Okay, Maddie, would you hear me that with that uh, raptor sting Lily singing in the brain
0: Lily singing in, in the brain Lily singing in the brain Lily singing in the brain Okay, Matt's feeling it. <laughs> that was in honor of uh, Brandon's show that he's going to be doing it just for laughs for uh, Weird Al karaoke. So nice, little insane.
1: Great, great. Yeah, well, well, we'll be plugging that later for sure. Yeah. And and thank you for plugging <laughs> your old sting because I don't even know if Lynn is a raptor anymore. No, he's not. So you're
0: getting some mileage out of that. And, yeah. and you know, you put some, you clearly put some hard we work. We threw some of the old sound effects into the sinkhole. It's filled up now. Maybe there's a few more we can add later. Yeah. But let's talk some raps. Okay, Brendo, um,
1: right. I want to start with you here. Okay. And a fully acceptable answer to this question is... Um, it's the summer league and I don't care. Um, but I feel like we all care a little bit. And it's especially with this amazing pipeline, the Raptors have had for the past couple of years with, uh, you know, with Fred, uh, and, and Siakam and, and, and right. Kind of like dominating the, the, the dominating in Vegas and Orlando, and then, you know, translating that to the the nine hundred five, and then actually translating that to, you know, being a meaningful player on a finals or a championship team. Um, I think that's probably too high of a bar mm-hmm. um, for for some of these guys, but uh, yeah. Um, give me a ranking of uh, who you think, or, or like, uh, kind of like an impact ranking of of the major players for us in the summer, which is uh, Chris Boucher, uh, Terrence Davis, um, Hernandez. And is that pronounced
0: Duan Duan Hernandez? No, it's Duan. I've heard him
1: say Duan. Okay, sorry, Duan uh,
3: Hernandez. Yeah. Um, uh, Jordan Lloyd and Malcolm Miller. Uh, I, okay. So yeah, I will be uh, quite frank. We've, I've had summer league on the TVs at work every night and I've watched like three seconds of it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's good noise. Yeah. Like these are all like, if one of these guys can work out, then great. Cool. But I think probably the guy we would like the most to work out is like a Chris Boucher because he plays the center position. Yeah. And um, that is a place where we're going to need to deal from potentially. Right. Um, So if he could come in and uh, put a little bit more muscle on that frame of his. My God. And that's uh, his main note as a player. Do you know he's 26 though? Oh, is he? He's 26 years old. Um, But, but Siakam's like. Twenty five. Yeah, he's like
1: 24, 25. So, yeah, you you know, it it can happen. And I think he's still, Boucher still started late.
3: Right. And I'm not, like, looking for any of these dudes to come in and be, like, impact starters who are going to be, like, like a Pascal who's like, oh, this guy has, like, star breakout potential. Right. But if, like, if Boucher could come in and be, like, a reliable, like you know, 16, 17, 18 minute type um, backup center, then all of a sudden now we can deal like a a Baca or we can deal a a Gasol. Um, So I just feel like- It kind of like bolsters that depth. Yeah, definitely. And like, you know, he's had, you know, he was the, what, the G League MVP? He was the- Sorry. Yeah. He was the G league MVP G league defensive
1: player of the year. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so I don't know what summer league means, but he was ma- named uh, like to like second all team in the summer league. Like he basically, he's proven that he's better. He's too good for the G league and the summer and the summer league. Yeah. It's just whether which, or
3: not he can make that jump and, exactly, and translate yeah. it to at least being like a serviceable backup for us, Yeah, which would be fantastic. I mean, these other guys I'm not as worried about because, um, uh, you know, I'm not w- super worried about who takes over the guard positions right. um, from Kyle when Kyle eventually probably gets dealt or just yeah, walks we'll, away. It's we'll really, see. yeah, it's really tough to know which guy you even want to uh, succeed the most because right. like I don't, who, I don't yeah. really know what this team's going to look like in February anyways.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's going to be, it, it could be like a dramatic year as far as like personnel changes. And I think also it could be like a prep year for a lot of these guys, Because, you know, it might make the most sense for Masai to just let these contracts expire and have like oodles of money in the offseason. Especially if people, especially if the trades are coming in the form of like taking on other bad salary, Mm -hmm. which Masai obviously is not going to do. Or if people are just throwing like second round picks that don't, you know, offer too much value. But I think, yeah, like kind of to your point, Boucher is a guy that I don't know if he, he keeps getting listed as a center, but he's so thin and I just don't know if he's going to be able to rebound. Like, I feel like he has to play next to like a at center or um, Mark at center because like, or, or maybe there's something with him and him and Pascal, but he seems like a, like a help block guy. Like he can shoot the three. He can, he can guard uh, the wing pretty well. So he's definitely one of these like fluid bigs, but man, even a guy like Greg
3: Monroe, I could see really, really pushing Boucher around. Definitely. And especially like, if we are like going to the playoffs, we need someone to uh, guard Embiid and uh, it Boucher's ain't, ain't going to be, it ain't going to be Boucher. No, no, no. And like a, you know, a front court with like him, OG and uh, Siakam, I go like, Oh geez, I don't know who's uh, I don't know who's rebounding here. Yeah. Necessarily. Um, Paul,
1: uh, yeah. what are you thinking about uh, Boucher Davis, Hernandez, Lloyd Miller, um, you, you don't have to rank them, but yeah, like uh, where, where are you at as far as the, them being like potential contributors, you know, even to the 905, like her, a guy like Hernandez well, might not even come up
2: the whole year. You well, know? yeah, it, well, well, exactly. Like, I, I don't know how much Hernandez may figure into things other than as a potential um, trade piece um, sort of further on down the line, but, uh, but Boucher being named to uh, second team uh, in the I mean, for, for whatever that's worth, is um, is is a really good sign, and yeah. I think that 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 um, type of being that sort of in betweener, like big but can shoot the three, can play away from the basket, is um, you know, it's it's sort of where the league is going. So I, uh, yeah, I I think it's exciting. I mean, I, I don't think um I don't think it's a it's a it's a, it's a complete game changer, but, um, but yeah, as, as a, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him on the, on the 905 and, and sort of seeing how that, how that develops. I'm, I'm looking forward to becoming, like, I want to become the Drake of the 905. Is that, is that a, that spot open? Like the Drake for the
1: 905? 905? Pretty yeah. sure that's Shaw Claire, sir. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah.
1: No, uh, please, please be the Drake of the 905, which I think like also involves you like slowly
3: growing your rap career. I don't think Ryerson has a Drake yet. You could be the Drake of Ryerson <laughs> yes. if you wanted to. That's Start closer,
2: a bit like physically. That's closer to, to, to where I am now, um, uh, so that 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 may help in terms of commute.
1: Um. Yeah. Sorry. I can literally just only now think about Paul trying to like, like administratively work his way into being like the Drake of Ryerson. Like I'm picturing you (laughs) meeting with like the president of Ryerson and just like kind of calmly being like, listen, I think this is, I think this is something you need. And I think I have a lot of sway players like me.
2: Right. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, You'd be like, you'd be like the global Dean of uh, Ryerson uh, basketball.
1: (laughs) The global Dean. Like that, but yeah, Um, no.
2: In 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 terms of of physicality, like I I think that he would complement you know the pieces that we have, and um, and again, I I just think that that type of the sort of uh, again, if he could put on a little bit more weight, be able to you know um, play uh, down low and off the block a little bit more, I think that 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 could be you know fantastic. As for the other guys, I, I can't honestly speak um with any uh, authority on uh, on on the rest of them but right. uh, I think Boucher is a real um, um uh, a real high point.
1: Um yeah so I, I did watch a little bit of uh, of Summer League but I again you know it's it's really hard to read with like such a like lack of a system especially mm-hmm. for a guy like Hernandez who did seem to get better as the games went along. Um, there's just not really like a lot of good plays run for him. And it's kind of like, it's just guard dominant. Like there's not a lot of good playmaking, but I feel like you can kind of get a good read of like this, like just like basic decision-making and shooting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think he should be overhyped or anything like that, but I did like Terrence Davis quite a bit. Um, you know, he's got the similar bet on yourself, uh, story as Fred. Um, and, and, he kind of has that Delon frame. He's not as big; he's six four, um, but he can shoot the three. He can dunk. Uh, he can slash. Um, he, he went undrafted, right? That's yeah, the he, one he went. Yeah, 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 he was totally undrafted, um, and then and then yeah, played one game with the with the. Well, I mean, I am sure the Raptors had the eye, uh, had their eye on him, but he played one game um, with uh, with I think it was Denver, uh, the mm-hmm. the the Denver Summer League team, and basically the, uh, Bobby Webster. Matt uh Thank and you. and Masai uh just just went out and and signed him to uh Paging
2: Bobby Webster Okay.
1: <laughs> I see I thought I threw you a bone, you know? Like let's keep it I subtle was really like, shocked, sir. Yeah, okay. Um wow, bust up my train of thought, you yeah. know no, what I mean? No, but I think Jordan Lloyd and um and Davis are both going to be kind of like Good enough to be the third point guard, aka like not play most nights, uh, but in certain scenarios, be able to like muster a, a ten minute mm-hmm. stretch. That's not that bad. I think Davis particularly has enough athleticism to be to you know just get hot in a game and be like and catch an alley oop and kind of just be a productive guy. But um, right, Miller, Miller is like this knockdown shooter uh, on on the Raptors nine oh five, but. He just doesn't seem to have anything else in his game, like he, you know, you know what Danny Green would get it um and you know he, he like he'd be like he'd be covered too closely and then just not be able to do anything with the ball like he couldn't dribble he couldn't put it on the floor, not even really a good passer right um, yeah Miller I see a lot of that from Miller, where if it's not a wide open three, which he's good at uh, as far as percentage um. He can't he can't do anything so I think he needs more of a more of a game but yeah but yeah mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I think Boucher is is definitely the guy to watch I feel like it's kind of like try something now uh, if you believe in Boucher or I mean what are you doing with a guy that has that much like upside
2: right and 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 with summer league it's always hard to picture of how these guys are going to be because I'm, I'm looking at his that's right now and Boucher averaged 23 points and almost 10 rebounds a game and you're like well that's in 30 in 30 minutes a game mm-hmm. and you're like that's incredible but it's summer league so it's, you you have to kind of yeah and temper he, 10, to temper some expectations.
1: and he had similarly outrageous numbers uh for the Raptors 905 Mhm um okay let's uh let's stick with you Paul um for for my next question mm-hmm. uh And, you know, feel free to take this in whatever direction you want, but, you know, Raptors, I've said this, I said this on the pod last week, but I feel like the whole Kawhi situation was kind of like American exceptionalism versus like, you know, Canadian, Canadian, like inferiority. It's like, we, you know, we're so like, Oh God. And they were so like, you suck. Um, and both sides kind of lost. I feel like, like it just kind of Mm -hmm. had a bit of an ugly feel. Um, but we won the championship. Uh, we lost Kawhi. Masai couldn't keep Kawhi. He did get a meeting. Drake got a meeting too. Uh, Danny left for more money. Uh, also Gasol opted in and you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, there's 25 million reasons why he did that. But also, also, you know, he probably could have taken a two year, three year contract worth more than the value of $25 million uh, over the course of, uh, of the year. So, you know, it's not, it's not nothing. And anyways, yeah, I just feel like Raptors fans were, you know, as Canadians and, and as Torontonians, like in this weird place, um, we're always obsessed with our reputation. So w- where do you think the Raptors reputation League wide and, and just in general is right now.
2: Well, you're you're, you're right that, that we're obsessed with perception and that we're obsessed as Torontonians are obsessed with how we're seen. Uh, you know, especially through the eyes of, of Americans, and that is like a uh, a pathetic <laughs> part of 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 our um, sort of psyche. But it's it's very much it's very much a part of it. And, uh, you know, winning the championship makes a huge difference in that. And that, that can never be, uh, taken away. That can never be discounted as much as there may be talk about, you know, an asterisk or wh- whatever it is. You know, I, I want to put an asterisk next to that asterisk. Um, Ooh, I like you know, that. In, <laughs> in terms of, you know, every, you, 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 you play the team that you're, that you're faced with and every, every, uh, every team deals with injuries, et cetera. Like it's, it's almost something we're talking about. But I think that Toronto had, had for a long time been a place that players enjoyed being the visitor to, um, right. Sometimes, sometimes to their detriment, um, uh, in terms of going out and finally being semi anonymous or, 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 or whatever else. And I, I honestly believe that people, Players can look at at um, Toronto and see the front office, uh, see what Kawhi was able to do, see the the sort of seriousness of the of the organization, and uh, and 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 see it as a as a potential destination. That being said, I'm absolutely certain nobody no no Lakers fan thinks this way. No, no Lakers fan is worried about what people in Toronto think about Los Angeles. Do, do you know what I mean? That, that right. no one in New York is worried about what anyone else, you know. So that there, so there's, um, there, there's a built in, um, uh, uh, position of, of, um, uh, as you said, inferiority that, that comes with it. That being said, um, I think that fans and the NBA in general can look at uh, Jurassic Park, can look at that parade, which I think on the ground and you, Freddie, absolutely can attest to the on the ground, yes, I can in nature of <laughs> yeah. that as being very, uh, very mixed. The experience being very, very. Um, I, I I don't know your feelings, but I can I can imagine they're being ambivalent about uh, the actual you know, on the ground experience. However, if we're talking about perception and we're talking about li- people look and they see 2 million plus people on the ground, you know, um, yeah, it was pretty uh, amazing, you know, taking over the city. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, celebrating that. And I, uh, that, that is something that, uh, not only can never be taken away, but, but, but something that I think is going to ring as a, as a, um, uh, endorsement of of, of Toronto. Um, and also we have Masai. Like, Masai is the sort of um, uh, uh, unheralded, you know, MVP coming out of this whole this whole thing.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I, th- I think that's kind of a great point because part of what I'm getting at here, and I'll, I'll turn it to you, Brendan, for this, um, is, like, how is, yeah, how is whatever our reputation Wherever it's at right now, <clears throat> how does that translate into the meetings Masai takes the, you know, the the future of the Raptors? Like, <clears throat> does he have cachet or, you know, is it just kind of like, hey, like superstars are all f- want to be in California?
3: Like that that's it? Yeah, I think that if he takes a meeting, it's, you know, it's I have made these like, look, I have a proven track record. Like, and I'm I am good. I'm good. He's like he, he sits he probably sits in a meeting and he goes, listen, I'm I'm fucking sick. Yeah, he I'm, is I'm the dopest <laughs> president there is. Bobby Webster is an amazing GM. We have all of these resources for you here. You've seen what happens when somebody buys in and they commit 100%. Right. And, and that could be you too. We would love for that to be you. And that's a pretty appealing oh, sales is, pitch. You, you just sold me. That's, that's what
1: I want to hear. Yeah. Honestly, like I was like <laughs> hoping for that a little bit because it's like we just... Like, we just bowled a perfect game. And yeah, we like, then, then our are, then like the bowling arena got destroyed. Yeah.
3: But, but we bowled but the manager's, per- the manager's still there though. <laughs> yes. The yes. lanes are still there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wanted to touch on something that Paul said too about like the perception of like, uh, because this bothers me so much the perception of like the US media towards Toronto and us mm-hmm. not liking that perception. And uh, just PSA, everyone, please, 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 chill out, right? Um, I don't think that a lot of Canadians are used to the U.S. media. So, like, I've I've worked at TSN for a bit, but before that, I was working at Fox Sports, right? And I was uh, in LA, and uh, I was working alongside all of these like opiniontainment shows, yeah. So when we have right. like when we have like a TSN like Sports Center here, we're we're basically just reporting news. Like these are facts and this, this are, these are like very strong inferences that you can base off these facts. Right. But these guys down there, like your guys like Colin Coward and like Skip Bayless and stuff, totally. they fill three hours say, yeah, a yeah. day. Yeah. So they have to have a take about something. And Canada, just for whatever reason in the States, people don't even know where Toronto is on a map. Yeah. And that is not an exaggeration to say it. They literally do not know how close it is to New York via proximity. They're, they have no clue. Right. So it just doesn't get considered in that way. So the easy take that you can like riff on for a while is you go like, well, stars leave and it's Canada. It's different. It's cold. And it's like right. it's cold in the States. It's cold in all of these other places. Mm-hmm. And they it's have to fill Minnesota, this time. Yeah, they have to fill the time. There has to be a take always. And so that's just what happens. And if you're in the States, you, you're just used to it. It just you just glaze over. But here we're like, wait a minute. I can't believe somebody said something negative because we don't say anything negative on our television. So everyone yeah. just please chill out. Stars leave Toronto. Guess what? Stars leave everywhere. You know how many stars left teams this year? Stars leave Golden State. It's a great point. Stars leave OKC. OKC.
2: Um Stars right, don't the OKC. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So like everyone just our reputation is fine. The Raptors are a good franchise. We're in good hands. Oh my Take God. Take a breath. We're gonna be cool, everyone. It's like I just like got a bloody nose and Brendan just like picked me
1: up. Tilted me back, plugged my nose, and he's like, "Buddy, I got get back you. out there." Uh, yeah, get back out. I don't know where my analogy was going because it was a mixture of like being sick and having a bloody nose, but I feel take I feel taken care of. Um, okay, Brendan, let's uh, let's stick with you uh, for this next one. Um, so uh, th- this is just kind of a, a fun thing. I think um, so much of the hypotheticals around the Raptors are. Um, what do they do with these three bloated contracts Right. Um, with Gasol, Ibaka, and Lowry? But, um, you know, I think the East is still remarkably weak. And I think there's, you know, I think the Raptors are, A, a playoff lock, and B, um, you know, potentially a team that's going to win quite a lot of games. So I think... Um, it might end up being like 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 more advantageous to acquire somebody if you think they are good short term and long term. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, all, all that said, uh, I think there's a lot of hypotheticals around um, you know trading our assets away. But I, I think Masai just doesn't really operate from a from a point a point of weakness. Like I don't think Masai is interested in that. So the point of that uh, uh, the point of all of this is to say what is a hypothetical trade that could make the Raptors better this year versus the the
3: common one, which is would make them worse. Uh, yeah, um, I think so. I think that taking back money is not that big of a deal, right? Because I don't envision a scenario where in 2021 we're signing two super max for, or like right. two max free agents. I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. So I think that you can take back some like reasonable money. Um, I don't see a move that's like, I don't see like a quiet swing. Hey, nothing like that out there for sure. They're just the, the landscape has changed too much. All of the stars have changed teams already. Um, so I don't, I think that you have to just like incrementally get better. Right. And, um, like I think that this team as is as constructed can be a one or like a one through four seed in the East. Yeah. I have them as third. Yeah. I I think that's really a reasonable expectation. Yeah. So it's like, but you also don't want just three dudes walking away and sure you retain the cap space, but there aren't really any free agents next year. Right. And then you're just taking on money to hopefully acquire assets. Right. So like one one trade rumor that I liked quite a bit actually was like you trade, uh, Gasol, for um, Gordon Hayward straight up. And I was like, "Huh, that's kind of interesting." Because like Boston, it
1: would be dependent on the year Hayward's having.
3: I think. Yeah, like I, I, he I think should be getting. Better. He's got two years left on his contract, <clears throat> so you still get out of it by twenty twenty one, and you take him on as a reclamation project. I mean, like when Paul George injured his leg, it took him like a full season back for sure, before he for sure. even got back to Paul George levels. So you are betting on the fact that you know, like a Kawhi type situation, that you can put him in a in a new environment. You can surround him with the best medical team. And uh, you can uh, get more um, out of that player than Boston did. Then Boston feels like, hey, we got our guy who can guard Embiid because we feel like we're going to the Eastern Conference uh, Finals or whatever. Right. Um, and you get off all of, uh, you know, uh, Gasol's money and you get somebody back in, but you get him for next year and you get him for the year after. And he potentially adds shooting. He potentially, um, you know, he can slash and, you know, he just uh, pads out our team. That was like... That's like the only trade scenario I've heard that I'm like, yeah, that that actually is kind of interesting because like otherwise you got to look like does, you know, I don't know. Does Carl Anthony Towns go like, I don't I don't really want to be here anymore or something. And then you maybe try to like, boom, like yeah. there's just there's not a lot of like all the top guys are spoken for. There's maybe another level of like disgruntled dude that you can maybe get. But uh, for the most part, I just I don't think Masai is going to bottom out. I think staying relevant um, is like the new cool thing to do. Uh, in the NBA, usually, usually it was just like be as bad as possible for as long as possible. But now I think like, nah, being one of those teams that's in there that still has cap flexibility to mm-hmm. make, And then just, and then just seizing on a moment when you, uh, when you can, but like, it's so hard to predict what is going to, what the NBA will even look like in February. Like, as I said before, like, I don't, I don't know. Everything changes so quickly. You know, there could be a couple guys in play by then. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I, th- I
1: I I think that's kind of where I was at too because as far as like money, um, <laughs> that, that was a great isolated sound. Yeah. Um, the Muppets just <laughs> broke up. Yeah, the, yeah, that was great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, we, <laughs> It's gonna be one like of those it's three the, contracts. It's the Muppet
2: Babies portion of uh, Muppet of uh, Muppet FYI. at the end. Nice. It's The Muppet Baby portion. Okay, keep everyone up to date.
1: Um, I was gonna throw something out there, um with Beal, but I feel like the Beal thing isn't right because I, cause he hasn't yet signed that new contract. I don't think. Um, so I also feel like you'd really want someone like that to be bought in. Like you don't want to bring him over and then maybe he's emerging and like demands a trade or something like that. But I do think player wise, personnel wise, he's a volume scorer at the, at the guard spot that I think could work well With with like you know OG Siakam long term in in a best case scenario, Um, yeah, I think he would be good, but I.
3: I don't think that he signed. He's a UFA 2021.
1: Yeah, exactly. I want someone on a contract. That's why I think Hayward's pretty clever. I looked at Wiggins contract, but no, don't look at Wiggins contract. It's just too much. It's yeah. 2021, uh, 29 mil, uh, 21, 22, he's 31 mil. Oh my God. And 22, 23, he's 33. So yeah, it's like
2: he, let's do it. Let's bring Bring him for Wiggins,
1: baby. Um, bring him home. Paul, do you have a, do you have a weird hypothetical?
2: Um, I, I, I like the idea of Haywood because I can see, um, I I can see Gasol's, uh, performance against the Sixers as, as Brandon was saying, as being like an audition. If there's another team that's like, Oh, you know what? Uh, This could be the the piece that we're, that we're looking for.
1: And and the Bucks, by the way.
2: Right. Yeah. yes, exactly. If, If the Bucks are looking to match up with, um, um, uh, the Sixers sort of in, in January, February. Uh, wasn't uh, Andre Drummond uh, spoken of as a potential um, uh, trade for a soul back back before the, the before the Raptors uh, uh, did it? The Pistons. Uh,
1: I'm not sure. I remember way back in the day, it was uh, Andre Drummond uh, JV rumors for about a year and a half.
2: Right, uh, and there
1: was yeah. that, there I was mean, that I, famous I, moment where Messiah said, "You're better. You're better than G- <laughs> you're better than Andre."
2: To JV, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, so. That is- I, I still, yeah I, I, I still believe that to be true but I mean i I think that in uh yeah January February you know maybe the the landscape has just changed so much that an Andre Drummond piece would make would make sense or, you know what or or, or hey would Andre's a
1: really interesting one so I'm looking at his contract right now so um yeah he he's on his his final year um sorry uh in in in, in 1920. Um, which is this season coming up? Um, yeah. He's 27, and then the next year he's 28. So if the Pistons were so bad that they were wanting to shed salary, you could do a mm-hmm. straight up Gasol um, Gasol for Drummond. Like it, it, you know, if if the Pistons were wanting to move on from Drummond long term and kind of like rebuild, that that's right. a way. That's a way for them to like. That's a very easy salary dump for them. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he's and that, also
2: that's, that's a lot, young. That's a lot of it, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was saying that, that, that that's a lot of yes, um, but I do think that that could I, I, I could envision a scenario where that um where, where that happens.
1: Well, um, let's let's hope that uh you know once the season starts we're 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 having fun with uh, trade options to get better and not like oh no. This is bad. Yeah, we gotta we gotta shed all these guys. As optimistic as I am, I'm I'm aware that there is a potential for some kind of like cataclysmic type season. Like I think the the potential's there. Like we're a Lowry injury away or a lot, you know, Gasol injury away from being like, uh oh. The Raptors are five hundred. Uh-oh. You know what I mean? Uh someone's not developing as they should. So I'm. I am really optimistic, and I think the East is still very. There's just. There's just no team for me, anyways. Beyond Milwaukee and Philly, that represents like any any serious upside. Like most teams have a pretty glaring hole at some place. Uh, you know, Boston has a front court of Hayward and Cantor, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. it's just downright bad, and. Um, <clears throat> And you Pacers know, Pacers will be good though. Pacers, yeah. Pacers are the team that I think you know, like, it, like if, if we were surprised and it was like, oh, there's a top tier and the Raptors aren't in it, I feel like the Pacers would be the team in that tier. It would be like, oh, Brogdon and Ola Depot work well. And then, you know,
2: tell, yeah.
1: Turner and Sabonis are also working well. And then they're all young. And you know, I, I like Nate, Nate McMillan as a coach. And yeah, I think the Pacers have that. I think they're top four probably. I yeah, mean, they were they last too. year without. Rogden, right? Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, Matt, you got any hypotheticals before we move on or what?
0: About the raps? Yeah. Yes. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> the, about the Leafs. Yeah. <laughs> that, I think you could have said no. Uh, yeah. I you guess I mean? could have said no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that uh, hypothetically, just hypothetically, here's my hypothesis. Okay. About the Raptors, Once right? Let's just stall a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think that that everything's going to be fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. That you hypothetical is everything's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> everything's going to be fine. Uh, Lowry's going to have a career <laughs> year. Baga as well. They're all going to be like, look at these old guys. They're playing so great. And uh, I mean, we're at least going to the conference finals. Cheers. cheers. Okay.
1: Oh, whoa! Double cheers. Okay. Um, I think I think that's going to take us to our NBA sting. Would you give me that, Maddie?
2: There's a new NBA champion, and it's a team from Toronto, Canada. We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. Hmm.
1: paul Paul just had a big sip of coffee mm, no i i I had a
2: big sip of that call i I love hearing that hard T. that second it's a team from toronto canada
3: i don't even think (laughs) i i have not heard that mike breen call for some reason i've only heard the devlin one and i was listening to that and i was like wow this is pretty underwhelming this is a what? pretty underwhelming. The, uh, the championship call. The, the Devlin one or that one? No, the
1: the Breen oh, no. one. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah you should kind of be going wild. Yeah, the best call for us, um, in my opinion, is like is is, is the shot. The shot. Kevin,
3: Kevin Harlan for sure.
1: The oh, oh is, yeah. it's so real and he's so into it. And the other one is the Lowry dump pass. To Kawhi oh, re-dunked uh, on the Kawhi, yeah. Like the like, I forget what the announcer says, but they just like anytime any announcer like lets their emotion just take over, I'm into it. Yeah. Um, that's why I once named a rec league basketball team No regard for human life, oh, yeah. <laughs> because one time LeBron dunked over uh, Garnett, and um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, I th- was it Mike Breen.
2: No, Did he say that? Was it Mike Green or was it um, oh shoot I can't remember who it is. Listen I'm going to figure that
1: out by the end of the pod. I think it was Harlan. Uh, It was Harlan it It was was Harlan Harlan, for sure.
3: For sure Kevin Harlan. (laughs) Yeah I did like a pilot for like a sports based comedy show like whatever 10 years ago Mm -hmm. or whatever and literally put that I also put that clip into the (laughs) into like this thing for the show it's an insane it's an insane thing to say like we we laugh about it now and go like of course yes no regard for human life but like at the time you're like what are you what are you even talking about man
1: it's like it's like he had decided he was an alien he accepted he was an alien and then also he moved on like in this like micro time before he like thought it and spoke it that LeBron was a conquering alien who (laughs) Mm -hmm. who also didn't have pity for for the human on earth that's the no that's the plot whatsoever. of space jam 2 yeah okay mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry what, what were you saying paul
2: oh i was saying that yeah that that he uh, was yeah no no regard, <laughs> no regard
1: yeah him, you have no regard for his life killer. i think
2: right um, um kevin harlan i love kevin harlan
1: paul let's uh let's let's get going on some nba stuff here um let me just open it up uh and see what your like general takes are um I phrased the question: Who won the trade? But you know, just tell me your thoughts on the uh, on the Russ CP3 trade.
2: All right, easy, Bill Simmons with the who won, who won what? But uh, I know, I gotta stop. (laughs) Who won the scene? Um, Between the CP3 and well, I don't think it's done yet, right? Is, Is is Chris Paul not? Aren't they talking about moving him to the to the Heat? Is that not a not, not a potential?
3: Uh, I was seeing that uh, the Heat are actually not that interested. Yeah, that, that reports right, of that enough, are maybe a little enough. overblown.
2: Okay, well, I mean, I I, I think that. Hold on, my, my my son is offering uh, his his own takes. Well, here, look, I I, I, I think that a Houston starting five that's Westbrook, Harden, uh, Capella, Tucker, and Gordon. I guess Gordon, Gordon. Yeah. That's a really good starting five. Like, yeah. That sounds that sounds amazing to me. Um, so uh, you know, I I, I know that um, uh, OKC has um, you know picks until, uh, you know the heat death of the of the universe. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I I think that I, I think that Houston's going to be really really good next next season, assuming that this um, this sort of n- nucleus stays as it is.
1: And. Um... So uh, I'll I'll stick with you for a sec, Paul. What do you think about you know this idea that that you know teams like Houston and um, you know both LA teams are really just you know trading their picks with like with with recklessness? Like is is that going to hurt them? You know, knowing we're approaching this this weird double draft where high school players right, are going to be yeah. back in the NBA, and you know you get, you might have a draft where there's two Zion's. Um, exactly, and, and yeah. none I'm, of these teams are going to be in that, right? So,
2: yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that they're playing around with um, um, picks uh, that that extend into that um, potential double cohort uh, draft. Um, right. I, I, I thought, I thought that they would want to hold those a little bit closer. You know, in the event that you know, if they had a top ten pick, you know, I mean, or, or even. You know, even a, a, a fifteen pick could be so much more valuable than than in any other at a given year because, as you said, you know there could be double the amount of, of, of talent coming in at a at a younger age. But I think that they're, you know, the Clippers, the the um, uh, OKC and of of the world are looking to win. Well, I mean, OKC is looking to to, to rebuild, I guess, but. They're, they're, they're looking to win now you know the clippers are looking to like okay let's uh, let's, let's um, mortgage those um, those potential potential future for right. for, the, for the here for the here and now um, so uh, I, I'm a bit surprised that they're that they're dealing with those quite as clearly as, as they are but at the same time you know but look we could all die tomorrow right?
1: Cheers, <laughs> cheers, Paul! Wow. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, uh, Brendan. Um, yeah. Just I, wa- I want I wanted to touch on uh, OKC for a second here. So, like, am I the only one that's a little bit kind of you know not perplexed because I guess I like you know I understand why. A guy like Paul George, you know, saying, "Hey, I don't want to play here anymore," kind of like forces your hand, and then, you know, therefore you have to trade Russ as well because he wants to compete. But Sam Presti, you know, he traded Ray Allen, got all these picks with Seattle. uh, You know, obviously Durant, uh, you know, drafted all these all these MVPs and and Ibaka and and all these players, and then kind of slowly lost them all. Now it seems like they're all the way back there. Um, and they're looking forward to hopefully the same thing, but really are they going to like, could anyone assume that they would draft that well again? And then if they did draft that, well, what are they, how are they going to keep the players this time? So, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about this trade from OKC's perspective, isn't it a loss?
3: Um, I, yeah, but I think that, that, The ebb and flow is win loss, right? Like they had a window, the window, they didn't win. They didn't want to pay into the tax. So they had to get rid of uh, Harden. And uh, if you're not willing to spend into the tax to retain your players, then no, you're not really going to end up signing them. Especially as a small market. Yeah. But like, of course, like if this, if you're going to bottom out, like they still have some like nice players there. Um, like Gilgis Alexander is like really interesting, and uh, now they have a thousand picks. And even if they don't end up using these picks, you flip these picks for more assets, and right. you just try to continually get better. Um, and boy, oh boy, do they have a lot of picks, yeah, and pick swaps, yeah, they, they have like, I think they have like, yeah, like, they have like 15 in seven years or something, yeah, like that. Something 15 insane. first round picks in like the next six or seven years, or like and too that, many.
1: Is that like the I heard one stat where it's like they have eight picks, uh, in the next like seven, uh, uh next, next seven drafts not including their own
3: yeah like and they have all their own picks you could tell me any of that and i would be like sure that's true <laughs> yeah. like there's there are just an incredible <laughs> amount of picks and um like like so i have like two other thoughts about this trade in general sure first is did Sam Presti not think that he was going to be able to like he thought he was going to be able to he had to have thought that he was able to move that Chris Paul contract and yeah. now it's looking like maybe he can't move that contract so I'm like how do you make that trade for a Westbrook you get back you know whatever picks but you're getting you're you're taking back a worse contract I thought for sure that the, he was like oh I have some move or I'm gonna flip him to Miami or I'm gonna flip him to like right yeah the Minnesota I, or think something that was going to
2: happen Immediately. He he was immediately going to flip it to Miami or whatever.
1: And that still might happen. My secret belief (laughs) is that I think they are kind of like preparing for battle in that I think they're like, yeah, we'll trade you if we can. But also you're a bit of a carcass to us. And I think that like, that's not going to go well, like publicity wise, but I think there's a, there's a part of OKC where they're like, we felt like we owed this to Russ. We don't feel like we owe anything to you. Right. So you can play and play well, but also if no one wants your extremely bloated contract, because his contract goes till he's like 36 or 37.
3: Yeah, it's a a very bad contract. It's
1: really bad.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that they're treating him as a, like, I don't think Presty's doing that because he just has, kind of hasn't done that for, like, he could have done that to Paul George. He could have been like, totally. Paul George, we signed you for, you know, three plus one. I thought he should have, kind of. Yeah you're, yeah, you're here, bud. Yeah, but, I mean, like, he wants to get off all of these contracts and he wants all these picks. So I don't see him, like, playing, like, all of a sudden going like, and I'm going to really turn the screws on, uh, well, no, I mean, on I th- Chris Paul.
1: I, I'm saying, I think, like, they, they kind of calculated, like, hey, you know, we'll try and move Chris. But, you know, we, we might have to make him hang out here for five months until there's some really desperate team at the deadline. Because, like, some team, you know, like, they, 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 might, they might tell Chris, like, you got to wait till a point guard gets injured.
3: Yeah, that could and, very well happen. And that's what's up. Like, and that, that, that will gonna... happen and someone will be able to trade for him at some point. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm just surprised that that didn't happen sooner. And then if you're asking about, like, winners and losers, the big loser in this trade is me because I do not like watching the Houston Rockets play basketball in any capacity. And I do not like watching Russell Westbrook play basketball in any capacity too. That's not a super popular opinion, but now like, I, I don't like this high usage ball dominant guard stuff. And now they have two of them on the same team. Yeah. Like I found the Rockets like their style of basketball is unwatchable. Are, are, are you on that case? Yeah, uh, it I doesn't bother me, but I get it. hate it. Like, yeah. like hell to me would be watching a meaningful fourth quarter of the Houston, with the Houston Rockets with James Harden pounding the ball into the ground 76 times before yeah. he just pulls up from three. Like, oh my God, I hate it. And now they're adding like another player. Like, I don't think these players are bad by any means. Like, that's not, no, they're incredible players, but no, they're I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Russell Westbrook is, is, is an incredible player, but I just <laughs> don't, don't want to watch him. Is there any no, type am. of,
2: of, sorry, where were we going to say, Paul? Oh, I was just going to. This is a game of competitive agreement. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with, I'm with uh, Brendan in terms of watching the Rockets. It's just unbearable. And and I, I, a friend of mine said that James Harden. It looks like he's figured out some sort of glitch in the game, <laughs> and that's how he plays. In terms of you know uh, uh, taking the ball um, uh, at the three point line, and then either drawing a foul there or drawing a foul under the basket or you know driving to the basket. And it's just like, it's just over and over again. The See same, the same thing.
1: I like it from, I kind of like, a, I like when, when something gets like played out to it's like, it's logical conclusion. Like there's mm-hmm. a, there, I think it's, a, it's on Netflix, but it's like, um, I think it's uh, like losers. It's a sports documentary and there's this like Canadian curler <laughs> who kind of like breaks all of the curling rules by just clearing the other rock uh, every time. And for, you know, I'm not going to give a curling rundown. You can Google it if you don't know. Anything. Save it for your <laughs> other curling <laughs> Yeah, I'll save it for it. the <laughs> curling pod, but, but no, but, but like, and, and, and everyone's just like, why are you doing this? Like you're ruining curling. And this guy's just like, I want to win. Isn't it about winning? And, and everyone's like, yeah, but you're, you're a maniac and you're pissing us all off. And like, I kind of like when, because like, you know, James Harden with, with the sidestep, it's like, man, I've played basketball my whole life and that just really looks like a travel. And, you know, I think, right. And, and, and you know, the, the foul baiting as well is a whole part of it as well. And I feel like, you know, when the NBA is forced to address something stylistically or, Or, you know, they're just going to take 50% of their shots from three. Like, I, I Mm -hmm. I feel like as frustrating as that is, there's a part of me where I'm like, if it's about winning and you think that's the path, it's almost like the process in Philly. I think that was frustrating in a way too, where it was like, hey, this is not like sports. You're not like supposed to be bad for three straight years. And if you like start to marginally get good, trade that good player. Like, like, what Philly did was pretty insane. And I'm uh, sorry, just I heard this on the Raptors Republic podcast, but um, apparently, apparently, the Heat uh, in Summer League was playing Team China and they were up 55 points. And with like the, in the last f- like five minutes or whatever, um, China started fouling like they foul every possession and they were down 55 and they kept like calling timeouts and like running plays and the whole like Vegas crowd was booing them. And like, again, like I totally understand why someone would boo, but there's also just a part of me that finds it hilarious. Anyway, that's, that's, that's my two cents, but I feel
3: like you guys are correct. So for you, uh, James Harden (laughs) is the, uh, Chinese national
2: basketball team.
1: (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's like, yeah, that's not that far off. Um, I guess I should I should ask this. I feel like uh, Brendan touched on this with their usage and stuff, but Paul, do you think that um, you know I, I, I'm a D'Antoni fan? I think that he is like a he's coached some interesting styles uh, over the years um, and had some failures too in New York and L.A. But um, do you think he can find something productive with with Russ and and with James?
2: Well, I mean they're 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 two super talented players, and they play you know they they're athletic and they are, you know, they, they could fit into that, into that system really, really well. And if it's going to be anybody, I think it'll be, uh, Dan Tony. you know, he, uh, um, I, I always feel like, and this is kind of a, kind of a, a tired opinion, but he, he was like ahead of his time with the, uh, the funds and, and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, it's it, 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 when you have those two scoring options, um, I, I, I wonder if he's looking at this and being like, all right, this is it. Like, this is, I can finally, I can finally score 160 points a game. Right. Um, you know I mean? This is finally it. Or if he's looking at it and being like, okay, these these two are, as you know, ball, um, ball, ball dominant um, uh, players. So There's going to be a hard time sort of sharing time. It's, on the court. I mean, it'll be really interesting to see, but I, uh, I, I have faith in D'Antoni.
1: It's funny you say that, like, can, can we just score 150, 50 points because he was on the, uh, Adrian watch and rescue pod. Um, I think like two days ago. And he mm-hmm. was saying that like, what, you know, watch was kind of like fishing around for like, you know, those questions that are kind of like, they slant towards like, they all end up being what's your biggest regret. And the person who's being mm-hmm. interviewed is, is kind of like, I, I enjoy my life. So, like, you keep needling me towards being like, <laughs> saying, like, oh, yeah, I cried for two months after we lost the Golden State. And Dan Tony's like, you know, it seemed like he was a bit too happy for that. But he mm-hmm. did say that with the seven seconds or less Suns, you know, if he knew what he knew now, he would have been like, made sure Steve Nash shot 30 shots a game, shot right. way more threes, and just like leaned all the way. He, he said, particularly against San Antonio. He wouldn't have tried to match up with them big because they they just mm-hmm. couldn't stop Duncan. Like they would have had to. He, he said he wanted he wish he wish he tried small ball basically. Um and I found anyways yeah I was just thinking that when you were saying, um Russ and Harden being able to just
2: like light it up and and yeah, yeah who knows like, maybe he just maybe, like is like I'm done it. with defense. Sorry. Yeah maybe that's it. Maybe he's, yeah he's like finally I can execute the final you know the. End of the- the ultimate vision of my of my plan and just but um yeah it'll be interesting to see considering that both of them um have their own style of play which may be uh, counter to one another
1: um cool uh brenda you got any anything else on the on the rest cpc trade or no i hate it I oh. never want to talk about it again in my life. Shit.
3: This guy's cool, man. <laughs> He's skateboarding around Matt's house. Yeah. Um, yeah, Just flicking cigarettes. Going like, get out of here, man.
1: <laughs> You're Bart Simpson who smokes.
3: Oh yeah. yeah I'm Bart Simpson who smokes for sure.
1: Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's, let's go to you, Paul. Um, here's how I want to do this one. I, I feel like um, it's, it's a bit of an NBA jam year. Uh, did this year in the NBA, you know, there, it doesn't seem like there's a, there's a true big three and, mm-hmm. and there's just like, you know, every team really um, besides like the Raptors and, and uh, a bunch of other teams um, ha- has a big two has like a, as an NBA jam style duo. Um, so I want to see if we can kind of, uh, you know, pick, pick out our top five and we'll, and we'll do it as a shared experiment. So um Let's each pick one and then we'll move on. And then we'll just like, we'll assign that as our top five. So Paul, let's start with you. What, what, what is an NBA duo that is going to be in the top five for sure? So, so you pick one and if we all disagree, then, then screw you, I guess.
2: So are, are, are you suggesting that um, that the spicy P macaw uh, big two is not is not going to happen? Are, are you suggesting that? <laughs> wow, hurting macaws' okay. heard, heard feelings it would be it would be spicy <laughs> P Kyle, I think. <laughs> no, of course. Uh, no, look, the, 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 I, 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 uh, I I really want to see LeBron and uh, Anthony Davis um, playing with um, yeah. playing with each other like that. That is that when you talk about NBA Jam that that feels like there was you know you're able to edit the, the roster you know what I mean and stick mm-hmm. those two together and just sort of see how, how how they look together and um this is um coming off of the season where LeBron played fewer games than he's ever played before and uh you know coming off the most uh theoretically the most most rest I mean I'm sure that too. is going to be very taxing. Um, yeah, for sure. He'll uh, film it in Toronto
1: summer. and get a lot of taxes off. Yeah.
2: Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, the t- changing directors is always very, um, yeah. very difficult, but uh, no, th- th- those two, um, this, this may be, maybe an obvious answer, but I just, I really want to see those, those guys play together.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, Brendan, you have any objections? Like they're for sure. They're for sure in mind. Oh, for sure. David, like, you know, if there's so that's,
3: that's, uh, that's one, that's an easy one. I think actually that for me is the easiest. Um, I think the easiest one is, uh, Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook. They're great. I love them. No, I'm joking. Um, uh, no, to to me, it's Kawhi and Paul George. 100% is the most, like, probably the most potent combo.
1: Yes. And Good. yeah, like, uh, like, the, yeah, sorry.
3: And oh, it has the, the, probably the better surrounding cat. Well, like I don't think it's probably, it's definitely, they have a better surrounding cast than like the Lakers. That one's like kind of the most interesting, like, you know, the LeBron one is like, for sure. It's in top five, like mm-hmm. obviously, obviously, obviously. Yeah. And it's super interesting just because like LA is such a disaster all the time. Yes. Like from an mm-hmm. organizational standpoint that you're like, man, I really want to see how this team comes together. But like, you know, the, the, I think the big, I think the big two is Paul George and Kawhi.
1: Paul George, yeah, um, yeah, they, they they would be on my list for sure. And I feel like uh, it's almost going to be like the, the the kind of um, like the super super over the top duo is LeBron and AD, mm-hmm. and then the Paul George. Yeah, I think I think you nailed it with potent because it's kind of like mm-hmm. those are the t- those are the two players where you are like, man, you are. Your, you know, your your insane levels of talent are kind of like on the defensive end, and your offense, although it's amazing, it's not like Paul George leads the league in points or Kawhi leads the league in points. And I think they both average like three or four assists a game, and you know, not over ten rebounds. Where where the the stats with LeBron and um, and AD are explosive, but those two on the wing are just going to be like the same
3: kind of like perfect tradable guys. Yeah. Um, you know what uh, it feels like? It feels like, the, uh, it feels like the Lakers duo is like a, a network sitcom, but like uh, the Clippers <laughs> duo is like a prestige drama.
1: You oh, know? wow. Right. I yeah. like Chernobyl. that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Chernobyl. It's uh, a yeah. uh, homeland. It's
1: Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where we've gone a month straight with a Chernobyl reference.
2: True. Um, it was a terrifying show.
1: <laughs> it's terrifying.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know why, but that's our wow. Chernobyl. Sound yeah, it really is actually scary because it goes yeah. in like one ear at the uh, at a time, out the other, just like radiation. Um, okay,
1: uh, Paul, were you going <laughs> to say something before I before I drop my my duo here?
2: Oh, I, I think I was going to say something about uh, reactor four in Chernobyl. But um, <laughs> I, the 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 thing with um, with uh, Paul George and Kawhi, I like I don't know who matches up with them defensively. Like, there's just nobody. Like that. That's just like a like a. a, a Super team on the defensive end, but uh, Paul George, um, I believe, has two entirely new shoulders. I think. So, yeah, he's missing um, the first month
1: of the season, apparently.
2: Yeah, so I mean, that's that's that's, that's a question mark, and, and it remains to be seen whether or not um, Kawhi's uh, magical uh, season was a, was a was an aberration or not. I mean, I, I, I do think that he has sort of grown into one of you know the top two or three best players in the league. I mean, certainly, but, um, whether or not, you know, he, he he'd been plagued by, um, by, by, some issues before. Uh, so that, that that's all that. That's the only, uh, that's the only question mark there. What um, if they both find themselves.
1: <laughs> okay. So, so for my pick and, and, and I should say, I not really give, give you guys an outline here, but I'm thinking about it in terms of, uh, next year. So for instance, Durant, uh, and Kyrie is not in my top five because I just don't think that we're going to see Durant on the court next year.
3: I think he, I was going to, I was going to throw it yeah? into my top five. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, that was going to be my sneaky pick because I, I think if he, he does come back. I think he's coming back.
1: That would be, I mean, I, I hope he does. Based I, on I,
3: absolutely nothing. Just based on a <laughs> gut feeling like that, that dude will I, be back for the playoffs. For I sure. freaking hope so, man. It
1: would be I, like, I hope for all health all the time. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I'm I, like I feel like it's it's definitely a notch down from those next two duos, and I was trying to get clever with this, but I think it's Simmons Embiid because I think Embiid is gonna take you know another significant step, and I think Simmons is kind of in this weird mode of starting to get underrated because he can't shoot and, you know, has some pretty glaring flaws in his game, but I think his pluses are still high enough that, um, yeah, I think they're a duo that has to be in the top five. Um, I'm sure there's more clever duos, but, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll save that for you guys. So, so, uh, I I guess I should ask, this might be the, the territory where we start to disagree um, is Simmons and Embiid in, not in either of your guys? Uh, not in mine. Not in yours. Okay. No. I, I just, I'm not in on Simmons. That's fair. Yeah. Simmons, like it, part of it is a leap of faith because I think he's going to get better. And I think that there's going to be a way to mitigate his shooting. And I also feel like Butler wasn't a very good three-point shooter. And now um, the, the three people he's going to be playing with on a regular basis, Horford, um, uh, Harris, and Richardson can all shoot the three. Um, but yeah, any, anyhow. So, so who's your, uh, who's your, who's your, who's your next guys, Brendan?
3: Oh, my next guys. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what to be, you know what I'm interested in is, um, whether or not like, um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown hmm. can become mm-hmm. a duo that kind of, you felt like they were going to maybe become two seasons ago. Right uh, now that uh, that you know the temperamental uh, Kyrie Irving is out of yeah. there, I mean, who's obviously like killing those dudes' will to live. Yeah, um, I <laughs> would be curious to see if them or one of them and like Kemba Walker. Yeah, because I was gonna say Kemba's probably gonna have a better year than either of them next year, probably. Right? But just like th- yeah, just <clears> thinking <throat> of like, there's something in that threesome right there, which I feel like could be. Um, I'm sure there are more obvious duos, but like that, that one to me is the least interesting. Cause like these two guys seemed very promising and now, mm-hmm. and then had kind of a rough year, but um, you know, led the team to the Eastern conference finals the year before that. So
1: yeah, that's fair. Um, Paul, who's uh, who's, who's the fifth spot here. I'm, I'm sure that we'll mention a couple others, but like who, who have we not mentioned? So, so uh, if we're all, if we're all picking this, it's the LA squads. I picked uh, the yep. Philly duo and Brendan just picked, why am I blanking out?
3: I picked uh, a, I picked the Boston triumvirate.
0: Picked the, it picked oh, the Boston, Boston. triumvirate, oh. which is uh interesting, but yeah. I heard a little bit.
1: Yeah, the, the, I, anytime there's compliments <laughs> towards Boston, it cuts, cuts me a little bit. That's you guys okay. I have not
0: mentioned but, Dallas yet.
1: Uh Porzingis Doncic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that could be something. Um uh Paul, I love Doncic. Don't forget I, DeLon. I love Doncic too. You said DeLon? Oh, yeah, <laughs> don't forget DeLon. Um <laughs> Paul, who who are we missing? Who's who's the obvious guys?
2: Shit. um well I, I don't know if there's anybody obvious uh I mean I like I like the jazz uh I like I like uh gobert mitchell uh I so like, is it gobert mitchell
1: uh, or gobert Conley
2: Conley see that's the thing like they could go um like you know anyway I I, I, I really like um I really like Mitchell uh has, has anybody mentioned Harden and Westbrook I mean that's I mean, I mean just, harden and
1: Westbrook they have to be I mean, in there right
2: yeah they're
3: in the conversation for
2: D- sure Damon my, my CJ
1: I, I think Damon
3: CJ as well right
2: Right. Um, oh, of course. Yeah. It, it, uh, right. Um, I mean, we just des- described how uh, aesthetically uh, offensive uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the Rockets are. But, but I mean, you have to put Harden Westbrook now in that. Uh, in yeah, that they're one. like,
1: over the last three years, they're, you know, like, well, the last four years, Harden's been runner-up for MVP uh, mm-hmm. three times and won the MVP once. And Russell Westbrook uh, three years ago, won the MVP. So, um, yeah, pretty serious. So you know, two MVPs playing together, both under thirty, I think, or or right at thirty.
2: Uh, I think they're around there, yeah.
1: Um, and then Jokic Murray, but I think Murray's just a category below being a significant duo member.
3: Yeah, I have, such have a, great chemistry. I have such a blind spot for. For like debt, like teams like Denver, where I'm just like I don't really watch enough enough Denver to really know yeah. that that I'm gonna go like these these this duo is sick. Yeah. Jokic is like a legit top ten, but I just don't know that Murray is is yeah significant enough. Um and Blazers too, like Lillard and McCollum. Maybe? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Nurkic will come back next year, I think. Right, I think so. He's another guy where I'm like, oh god. I, I mean, I never watched his injury, but
1: just just hoping for the best because like. Gruesome basketball injuries has, has got to be the, the most awful thing in basketball. Um, wait, who, who's your last duo, Paul?
2: Um, oh, I, I was going to get. Uh, I, I was also going to get cute with a KD and Kyrie. Um, nice. I was like that. That in the, the, the final, the, the final months of the season, that he was going to make a, 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 a triumphant, uh, a triumphant return, uh, or. Speaking of triumphant returns, Clay, uh, Clay Thompson. I mean, right. oh yeah, that's, uh, so, I, I, I that's so obvious. I can't is. believe we didn't even think about. Yeah, it. well, you know, I, I don't know what his, his his timeline is, but Steph and Clay are still like the number one and number two best shooters in the league. So. I,
1: I was actually gonna like instead of saying Philly because I knew I only had one pick. I was actually gonna say Steph and Draymond um, mm-hmm. because I think the way they work together, you know, you, you want to talk about potent. That's still pretty like that's the lead defensive player and the lead offensive player. Like I think, you know, Steph has a chance to lead the league in scoring and Draymond mm-hmm. has a chance to be the best defensive player in the league next year. I mean, I think Draymond's I like chance that. is kind of dwindling, but uh, you know, it's a pretty significant pairing.
3: I think what this exercise does, it just shows you how many teams you can talk yourself into.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to do. And it's, it, it's the, it's the year of like parody. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, And, okay, that's going to lead us to our our last question. Uh, Brennan. I'll start with you on this one. Um, Yeah, so League of Parody, uh, Golden State, small ball, or, you know, smart ball, or three ball, or, you know, whatever way anyone wants to describe it, positionless basketball, um, was mostly predicated on the fact that Curry and Clay formed this special duo that could shoot threes, so well, such a high percentage from from such a far distance that it changed the league. Um, Durant's gone, and you know Iguodala's gone, and it just seems like Golden State's dominant reign is over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering if that's also going to, going to be stylistic. Like there's not a lot of teams that can put out five shooters anymore. So, so do you think there's going to be a change in
3: style or is there something that you're looking at that might be the new dominant style? Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a new dominant style. Like something will emerge. I'm not a huge X's and O's kind of guy, Yeah. but, um, I, I will say that I really hope that, the mid range game makes a little bit of a return.
0: It might, it, it I, might and I
3: think it might because Kawhi Leonard is kind of like a complete package and, and really gets a lot of his points in that mid range game for sure. And I think that the Clippers are probably going to be one of the best teams in the league next year. And so I'm hoping that I I'm just like, it's just kind of a bummer to, to watch all of these three pointers get chucked up so consistently. Right. Like it's just, it's kind of, I, I just kind of miss players who can go in, make a quick move and score two points. Right. Um, I really, I'm really hoping that in some capacity, that the mid range game can come back.
1: Well, yeah, I think with DeMarco MB-
3: Rosen is really hoping that the mid range game can come back. Oh, and Aldridge, man. Totally. <laughs> yeah. The Spurs are like, what are you saying, Brendan? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> yeah. this is back. Yeah. We the, back? the Spurs just got like a Google alert. <laughs> yeah. But like um, the dunks and threes thing is like, it was cool for a couple years. And like, you know, it was really fun watching golden state play. I also it think still de- is watching those fun, watching those guys play. But like, I really just want to see some, some, uh, I want to see the all around game. I think defenses are also adapting. And more and more players like um,
1: you know Jokic are coming in or or Embiid, and they're just going to shift the game in different ways. Like like I I was watching highlights earlier today of the of the Philly series with with Toronto, and you know there was moments in that series where it seemed like Embiid was better than Kawhi, and and as insane as that is to say. He just is so large and affects the game. Like, you know, he could score like nine points and go like three for 20 and still have like a plus 42 in a mm-hmm. game. Like he just, and, and, you know, he was able to guard Siakam. So he's fast enough and big enough. And I think more, the, you know, I think the more, the more of those type of kind of like undeniable players there are, the more Giannis is. Like Giannis is basically like this era Shaq. Um, and who knows, maybe he develops a three or maybe he's like Kawhi's, you know, he'll think about Kawhi like LeBron. He's like, if, if Kawhi's not there, I'm going to win, you know? Um, Paul, do you have any opinions about like the, the style of the NBA?
2: Uh, well, similarly, I'd like to see the, the mid range game, um, make, make a little bit of a return. And I, I think that the, the true centers are more or less gone. Like the, the, the the post-up guys, the big men. Yeah. However, I think that there's a there's kind of a, a middle ground that a lot of the best players that you guys just mentioned Saul Ledger, Giannis and um, even KD and stuff like that. You, you can't you know you can't teach tall as they, the old cliche says. So, I mean, like big guy, like tall guys who are now adapting their game to play further up from the basket, but who can also protect the rim. Um, I I mean I, I I would love to see a return to, to that a little bit more under the basket um uh the post-up stuff um I, I, I do think that that's that's the that's the future uh you, you who mentioned Embiid, like Embiid is sort of a um uh, an example of that so yeah i mean i i, I think that's that uh so in other words it's going to be the um it's going to be the, the the year of Taco Fall. I mean, that's that's what that. Yeah, Taco Fall
0: is coming
1: back. There, you know, in summer league, there was there was quite a few. Like you know, there were some seven footers, and again, yeah, you you can't teach tall. Like these guys are huge. Um, Taco Fall. one one of the announcers was like, "Oh, he can you know dunk on his tippy toes," and then the other announcer was like, "He can pin a shot off the backboard on his tippy toes," which is which another way to think of it. Like Boucher's length, even like you know Boucher's six right, eleven, yeah, Boucher, yeah,
2: he mm-hmm. is long
1: man. Like he can yeah. he can block you from very far away. Um, yeah, no, I do think, uh, you guys are right. And that the, the new style is going to be like, whatever Bruno
3: Caboclo does. Like, I think like the more ways. He, he is, is going to, we should have included <laughs> him in our top duo. It's just Bruno and <laughs> Bruno yeah, uh, yeah. He's yeah. playing with himself. Oh my God. Yeah. Bruno
1: staring at the mirror is the top duo. I think, uh, next year. <laughs> um, all right. I think that's it for the uh, NBA stuff, but, uh, you guys want to add anything before we, uh, finish it off with quickish questions.
2: Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say that, um, um, Muppets Take Manhattan, uh, has, has finished and, um, Kermit and Piggy have married each other. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on borrowed time right now.
1: Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Hey, it's quickish questions. So if you gotta, you know, if a question's too hard and we just lose you or, or your kid is on the move and you got to go and,
2: you know, also, that's, spoiler all alert good. On, on Muppets Take Manhattan so they, they get married at the end. That's a spoiler.
1: Oh, did they also. take Manhattan in the end? Yeah, like, how do they take it?
2: Mm, uh, they. Uh, I'll, I'll leave that. I'll leave that up to you. It's on Netflix if you want to watch that.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, you or know what? If you
2: want to binge that, I'll leave but, that up to you if they Paul, take it.
1: Paul's right, and we are operating on borrowed time here. So, uh, Matt, would you give me that quickish question sting? Quickish question!
3: Okay, we did not have time for that sting. Oh, I know. <laughs> what part of borrowed time did you not understand, uh, Paul?
1: Um, we're on borrowed time, Maddie. Would you hit that sting? Um, <laughs> let's play that three minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do the it let's do hurt. the extendo sting. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get through these questions uh, while making some sense. Um, your guys' job is to answer as quick as you can. Don't phone a friend. Um, <laughs> No commas in your answers. Okay, here oh we go. Oh my god,
3: Brendan. Yeah,
1: is this current Raptors roster better or worse than the final DeRozan Casey year? Uh, this roster is better. Matt, hmm. who's the most likely Raptor to get traded before the end of the season? I'm going to say Ibaka. Paul, what's your favorite Phil Handy moment?
2: My favorite Phil Handy moment. That's right. Do you know Phil Handy? Uh, I do know Phil Handy. I'm kind of, um, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He's gone, right? He's gone. Um, uh, I, I'm going to say him leaving because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Else. <laughs> okay. I can't think of any other moments at the moment. I, I, the only news I know is that I'm he will
1: Okay. That's fair. <laughs> hey, listen, it's quickish <laughs> questions. Brendan, um, who will have a better career, Chris Boucher or Brandon Ingram?
3: Uh Brandon Ingram. I think he's probably already had a better career. Yes. <laughs> um, I like the optimism there though. Um, Matt, uh re- the Raptors
1: will score um how many points per game this year?
0: Um, I'm gonna say 97. 97? <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> is okay, that is that low? Okay.
1: Extremely low, yeah. Oh geez, probably worse the than the number, league. <laughs> Hey, you said it. Can't take it back, uh, Paul. Um, the Raptors will give up
2: blank points per game this season. Um, I, I mean, I, I have to say ninety-seven. Points. Thank you. Yeah, you,
1: let's let's even it out a bit here, uh, Brandon. Yeah. Um, which Raptors will be partici- uh, will will be participating uh, in All Star Weekend this season? Not limited to just the main game.
3: Could be skills comp, rising stars, etc. Um uh Pascal Siakam and uh Kyle Lowry. Okay. Matt. Oh, Boucher's Boucher rising Stars. Sure, why not? Let's okay. give it. Okay, yeah. We've a lot of Boucher love on here, so let's, Yeah. Rising stars game. Up.
1: This is the Boucher app. Yes. Um Matt. Yeah. Uh what's next for Bruno Caboclo? Now
0: that he's both a G League champion and a Summer League champion. Oh, wow. Um is he on a team still? Yeah, Memphis. He's still Memphis? Memphis? Um, I think he's, you know, going to just kind of fly under the radar there. <laughs> I don't okay, much what's gonna... next for him? <laughs> Nothing. Um, Paul,
1: which of our new acquisitions will have the best here?
2: Uh, I mean, this is the Boucher hour, so I need to... Uh, oh, no, you're talking the the... the um, yeah, like Hollis yeah, Jefferson
1: something. and Johnson...
2: Uh, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say, Jefferson's going to have to bet here, in so much he's going to prove himself to be a uh, uh, a piece to get moved.
1: <laughs> All right, <laughs> uh, Brendan, who is in the Western Conference
3: um, Finals? Uh, it will be uh, the the Clippers of Los Angeles uh, versus the uh, Utah Jazz. Ooh, wow! Matt, who's going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals?
0: East Finals is going to be, um, God. Uh, Quickish question. Philly. It. Philly uh-huh. versus, um, Boston. How dare you? Uh, okay,
1: Paul. Um, mm-hmm. the Raps regular uh, season record will be.
2: Oh, I, I thought I, there was more than that. The, nope. the Raps, How please. many wins? <laughs> Sorry, that's on me. I, I I, I I think we're looking at I think we're looking at a fifty win season.
1: I love it. Um, Brendan, does Kawhi get his jersey retired in the Raptors in, in the Raptor rafters?
3: Uh No, no, he won't. He was he won a championship here, but he was not here for long enough to be like, uh, hey, we're, this is the first this is the first jersey we're gonna retire. Like no, right? There's yeah. n- there's no chance. it'd be weird.
2: Yeah, that's a good point.
3: Uh, Matt,
1: uh, yes? what teams? Uh, we'll we'll decide during this season to blow it up, or uh, oh, and uh, yeah yeah yeah. Or just give me one team that's going to
0: decide mid year to say uh oh mid year to blow it up. Yep. Yeah. Um. Jeez, I feel like they've already blown it up, but I think uh, Phoenix have they already blown it up? Yeah, they've already blown it up. Yeah. So let's go with something a little tastier. The Spurs. Whoa. Yeah. Okay.
1: Love it, Paul. Um, what's a team that's going to come out of nowhere this year? <clears throat> uh,
2: that's going to come out of nowhere. I mean, can can um, can Denver come out of nowhere, or does that, does that count as nowhere? I, I, think Denver, I think I think Denver. They've arrived. Really good. Okay, all right. So the next, I'm gonna the Atlanta Hawks. Amen. Ooh, Atlanta I mean, Hawks. I put it down. Atlanta Hawks.
1: Holy. Um, okay, uh, Brendan. Do you think there's a sleeper team in the East? That's gonna go further than expected next season, similar to how the Bucs did this year.
3: Uh, yes, the new, or the, sorry, the Brooklyn Nets, because KD. Durant's coming back, and everyone thinks that they're gonna be like a five mm. or six seed, the, and that they're gonna come back, and they'll they will be in the Eastern. If Conference Durant's in game.
1: the Eastern Conference playoffs, it's gonna be bonkers. Um, Matt, uh, will Kyrie wreck the Nets' chemistry before Durant gets to play a single game?
0: <laughs> um, no.
1: Okay. Uh, two more questions. Paul, what's a crazy lineup you could see Nurse uh, rolling out a bunch next year? Uh,
2: crazy lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got your Macaw. We've got your uh, Bruno. We've got your. Bruno? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Not Bruno. It's uh, OG. Um, and um, so, Macaw OG no dribbling so far. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, none, none, none whatsoever. Is, is Jeremy Lin still on the team? Jeremy Lin is not no. still on the team. No. So then it's so then it's Kyle and um, uh, Gasol. Okay, you need a fifth. Is that five? Kyle Gasol OG and Macaw. Who's your oh, other guy? McCau- and, and, um, and 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 a returning uh, Andre Bargnani coming oh, out of the oh.
0: okay. I like it. Um, Jesus, wherever
2: he is. I don't uh, know.
1: <laughs> how dare you mention Bargnani's name on this pod? Just kidding. Um, okay, last question. Uh, Brendan, have we seen the last of Box Plus One, the zone uh,
3: that's from high school that we played against Steph Curry? Absolutely not. Nick Nurse will use any weapon at his disposal. Ooh, if Yes, he, he will. If he deems it to be necessary next season, then absolutely we will see you come back.
1: I love it. Ruthless. Yeah. Nurse
3: is ruthless. He doesn't care. He doesn't care if you're making fun of him. He's out here winning championships.
1: Woo! Um, <laughs> that's right. Don't you don't you forget? We're all champions, okay? Um, that's the pod. Uh, thanks for doing it, guys.
3: Yeah. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, I'll speak on behalf of me and. Please. Paul. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> thank you for having yeah, the two of us. Paul, I know you. You probably have to go any seconds. So, um, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, anything you got going on? We'll make sure to put your social media stuff up uh, on
2: the, uh, on yeah, the look, website. Yeah. Um, um paul daniel beer on twitter um if you see me around you know just say hi just say hi i always appreciate that so plug uh, uh in public hello <laughs> okay yeah like 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 uh, face time I'm, I'm plugging actual face time
1: okay you hear that folks paul
3: needs friends <laughs> um just kidding just kidding um brendo what's up uh yeah, just um, Sports Center with Jay and Dan. It's on TSN every single d- uh, 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 Sunday through Thursday at midnight, and then we loop all morning. If you have traditional cable, which most people do not have anymore, <laughs> some people do, baby, <laughs> woo! But uh, yeah, then check out our social media if you want. Jay and Dan, that's where we post everything that was any good on the show. So cool.
1: Um, and we mentioned it earlier, so I feel like I got to follow up. But yeah. you are
3: doing Weird Al
1: Karaoke just for laughs.
3: Yeah, just for laughs. Uh, next Monday night, we're we're you guys are the night after us, right? We're, Rap yeah. battles. So so yeah, my show, Rap Battles, is uh, doing the um,
1: uh, Tuesday night and Wednesday night at uh, Just for So if you're in Montreal, uh, come check it out. There's a,
3: a preposterous amount of good comedians. It's gonna be fun. Yep. So Monday night, Weirdo Karaoke. Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Rap Battles. Check it out. Come to Montreal. Woo. Have some smoked meat poutine. It'll be great. Oh yes, we will have some smoked meat poutine. <laughs> La Belle Province. I'm coming. Coming
1: mm-hmm. for you, John Talon Market. I'm also coming for you. Um, <laughs> Okay, Maddie. Right. Thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And um, you know, rate, subscribe, help us in any way. Um, give us a you know a, a gift uh, if you don't mind. Okay, thanks.
0: There it is. It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, basketball Podcast. Basketball.